The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day guys, welcome to the show. I I always jump the music, I always start trying to talk ahead of everything. They give the instruction, they tell you it's 18 and over and I'm already yapping. First, I want to give a shout out to Scott Haskin. Thank you for that beautiful, beautiful music. I love it, it always sounds like an epic film is about to start. But it's not really an epic film, it is Paul and I talking about the entertainment industry. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin and we are talking about what it takes to make it in Hollywood, the good, the bad and the ugly. And right now I am dealing with a heck of a lot of ugly, well, okay, just a little blood and guts because I've got, um, we're involved with a fighter that is fighting tomorrow at the Saboba Casino. So we'll see how that goes and I'll tell you next week if he uh, murders the guy he's fighting against or not. We are on today with Shane Sparks. Paul, are you there? I'm here. Hi. So we're on with Paul and we have Shane Sparks on the show. Shane, are you there? Yes, ma'am. How are you? I'm fantastic, but I'm always fantastic. Beautiful. We've got a whole bunch to go over today. Um, a couple of the things okay. I wanted to ask you. Now, I'd like you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, the shows you've worked on, that sort of thing. Because I know in the entertainment industry, especially in the dance side of the industry, Shane Sparks is a pretty impressive name. But outside, I don't know if the general public knows who you are and what you do. Okay, well, um, my name is Shane Sparks, a name that I hated when I was little because my real name is Melvin Shane Sparks, and they had a commercial saying, there'll be no Melvins on my job when I was little, so I hated saying my name. And when I moved to L.A., I was like, oh, my God, you have a superstar name, Shane Sparks, so I learned Mm -hmm. to love it. But me, Shane Sparks, I'm a choreographer, dancer, and um, I do a little bit of everything, but I came out here to pursue a dream, and I ended up doing a TV show called So You Teach You to Dance, America's Best Dance Crew, choreographed the movie You Guys Started, did the Broadway show Dream Girls, um, traveled the world, and was nominated for an Emmy, BET Award, American, uh, American Choreography Award, and yeah, so I did a lot, but that's only the beginning of what I will do. I like that. I like that intro. It's only the beginning of what I will do. I love when people say, this is all I've done. You've gone through, I got nominated for this, I traveled here, so uh, you got served, I did So You Think You Can Dance, I did Dreamgirls, but screw it, that doesn't matter. Wait till you see what I got up my sleeve. I like that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's a good way of being. You're looking ahead. It is. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. So what's your, pardon Paul? 
No, no, I just said he's always looking forward. It's the uh, best way to do approach this industry. Oh, my exactly. God, it is, because if you're looking behind you, that's, a, that's a, you're looking yeah, at some stuck. interesting experiences. So what was your first experience in this industry? What was that first moment that you went, I'm doing this? Okay, um, the first thing that made me realize that I was in a different league than everybody else that I was around was when I did the video Brandy. Back in the 90s, I came out here and I was with my boy um, Jermaine and Chris Stokes was having auditions for um, a new artist and a couple other things. And then they said, we got this dancer, this artist Brandy about to come out. We're looking for dancers. I came in, I auditioned. I hate auditioning because I'm a freestyle. I'm a street dancer. But I went in there, auditioned, did pretty good or whatever, booked a job, and the video came out. And it was like I was Shane Sparks teaching dance classes. The video came out. I was like, are you Shane Sparks? I was like, yeah. you're in the Brandy video? Oh, my God. I was like, what just happened? Literally, that was on a small level, you know, back then when that happened, because it was just that video, but I, I, that was the first taste of people acknowledging me for something that I did. So Brandy's video, the song was called I Want to Be Down, and yeah, we were featured dancers in it. That's really cool. I'll have to check that out. The only thing I know about Ray J is her brother screwed Kim Kardashian on camera. About, so about Brandy is her you brother Ray J screwed Kim Kardashian on camera. That's, that's basically it's, the extent of it. Look, I knew Ray J when he was like 10, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny to me, but... It's funny. Oh, well, but that's still he, my boy, though. You've got to give him yeah, points. you got Kim Kardashian. Yeah, man. Now Ray J is a household name, you know what I mean? So it is. It'd be too bad. Kim Kardashian's <laughs> a household name, too, so... That's it's something, right? I like Ray J. Kim Kardashian, I find it unfortunate. She's a household name. But I have a terrible habit of saying what I think. <laughs> I uh, met you. I now I met say. you at Eric Zuli's birthday party at Easy's birthday party. Yes, I did, and you were on a panel there. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I, I like this. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're so polite. <laughs> you're you're shockingly polite. This is an over eighteen show. You can say whatever you want. You, I like, but I like how shockingly polite you are. That's so unusual for me. Um, yeah. So you got into this industry. You you did Brandy's video. You you moved on from there. What was your best? I'm going to ask you. What was your best experience in this industry? Um, my favorite experience. I'll say it's a couple of them, but I'll just say two. My first one was when we was choreographing the movie You Got Served. When that movie was wrapped and we had um, a viewing of it. I couldn't believe what we had just put together. And I remember calling my mother, calling my daddy and saying, I'm a, your son is about to change the world for the dance world, in the dance world. What are you talking about? I was like, there's a movie that we just finished doing. And I was hyped about it the whole time. But after seeing it, I was like, it's about to change the game. So I remember that moment of seeing the magic of me, Dave Scott, Robert Hoffman, Roro, with a couple other choreographers that was on there. And, and, and all these dancers from around the world just came together to make this beautiful movie. So that was my, my first. And my second was um, the most special to me is when I was on So You Think You Could Dance. And um, I brought my mother on to watch me do the opening number for the show. And it was to the song Poison by BBD. And that was the first time my mother had been to California, first time she ever been in the atmosphere of like TV show and celebrities. So I got to watch this show with my mother sitting next to me. And everybody, know, if you don't know me, my main goal was to bring my mother to not to California, but just give her a better life and show her things that she would never see. And that moment when they captured me and her on video and she looked at me and I'm clapping my hands or whatever, but 
that moment right there is just, like super special to me. So like nothing could outdo that moment. I like that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love I love the family vibe. Where, where are you originally That's from? Nice. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. Well, I have a friend of mine from Ohio, uh, Vincent Ward. He's in, from The Walking Dead. There seems to be a lot of yeah, talented yeah, I, men I, in I, Ohio. Yeah, definitely some talented people out there, man. Definitely. Yeah. I met him that day, too. We talked about Cincinnati, so that was beautiful. You did. I think, I think you did. I was hanging out with Vincent. I was actually, yeah, I was with Vincent. So the day that I met you, since this is not, uh, since you guys weren't there, uh, we went to Eric's birthday party and I called Vincent, was chatting with him and he went as well. And I met uh, Shane Sparks because he and I were on the same panel and he was chatting to Vincent. I think I said the same thing to you then. Oh, my friend's from there. Um, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to ask you, what was your worst moment? What was the moment that you thought you couldn't take it anymore? The worst moment of my career since I've been in California? Mm-hmm. Do you really want me to answer that? Oh, Absolutely. No okay. yeah, she does. As Absolutely. long as the answer is not this show. If the answer is this show, mm-hmm. lie. Lie like a rug. <laughs> no, I'll tell you the worst moment of my entire life and we probably don't have time to tell the whole story, was when the police came to my door after a girl accused me of raping her. Okay, we do have time for the story. This is an hour-long show. Listen. What happened? Listen, they picked me up from my house and ran all this stuff down to me. You're under arrest or blah, blah, blah. Put me in handcuffs, walked me out of my place in front of some camera. I don't know if it was TMZ or whatever. Had cameras waiting on me, put me in a squad car and took me to jail for this situation that when I first moved to California, it was around 92, 93. I was teaching um, dance classes at Millennium, which was more landed at the time. So we don't know the exact year, but it was between 93 and 96 or 97, something like that, where this happened, where I met this girl, and she was working at the dance studio, and we got to know each other, got to hanging out, and we hung out a couple of times, you know what I mean? And um, so... I never saw her. Just all of a sudden, she just disappeared. I never saw her again. So 15 years later, 15 years later, not 15 minutes or 15 days or weeks, 15 years later, I'm on top of the world doing everything that I told you all about. I get a call saying that there's a girl online going around trying to get people to, to testify against you, saying that she raped you, saying, raped her. I was like, really? I was like, oh, that's weird. So they told me who it was, and um. I got on the phone, and I asked him, I said, do you have a number? And I'm going in a little more detail right now that I, know, I normally don't. But I got on the phone with her, and I was like, yo, what's up? She was like, hey. I was like, this is Shane. Oh, my God, what are you doing telling me? So I said, what's up? There's a rumor going around. And then she says, I just want you to apologize. I said, apologize for what? She said, I want you to apologize for what happened right then. I said, I'll apologize, but tell me what I did wrong. I said, we were, you know, kicking it. We were hanging out. We were doing stuff. I never forced you to do anything. I never made you do anything. So what am I apologizing for? Well, and then I had to go because I was in the middle of something. So I said, I'll call you back the next day. The next day I called. Of course, they had the cops on the phone. And um, so we're talking about it. I said, can we meet up? I said, is there any way we can meet up to talk about this? She would not meet up with me. So that phone call was recorded. And it had me saying, I don't know what you're talking about. If you want me to apologize, I apologize. But I don't know what I'm apologizing for. And, you know, I'm not a shady person. I'm not a slick person. I, I try my best to stay on a a, a yeah, clean road and everybody know my track record like I'm here to help that's it I feel like if somebody was trying to avoid something or if somebody was up to something or knew something the first thing they would have said was because I still didn't know what was going on please don't tell 
I didn't know what I was doing back then. I didn't need, you know, I wasn't defending myself because I didn't feel like I needed to defend myself. But when the discovery came out and all the stuff came out saying, she was saying I was trying to rape her six times and there were six other girls involved. And I was like, what is going on right now? So it kind of made, I went from being like, um, trying to cater to her and make her feel better and, you know, just be there for her from a, you know, through a time that she was going through pain to like looking at her like, you're trying to destroy me. Like, you're not, you're not, you're not in pain because of something I did to you. You're in pain over something else. So we still don't know what it is. And I read everything and it was like, I did this to her six times. And my question is, anybody why would she keep going this? back? Huh? Well, if you did this, why did she go back and why didn't you call the police? Yeah, exactly. My question is this. If a person does this to you, ladies, please listen to this and answer this question to yourself. Takes advantage of you one time. Will you ever go back the second time? And some people, like, they might be like, you know what? I, I, I wasn't in the mood that time, so it's cool. Maybe twice. Maybe she'll go back the second time. But three times, four times, five times, six? Like, really? What, how dumb do you sound on, you know, in this situation? You know what I mean? We work together. I saw you every day. Why would you come back to work? And it just doesn't make sense to me because it didn't work out. It, it didn't happen like that. And the thing that the media didn't put in there was they never said that she got fired for stealing. That's why I never saw her again. I never knew why she left, but they found out she was stealing. And she lied her age to work there. You have to be 18 to work the front desk. So when I met her, I met her under the assumption that she was somebody that, that was of age. And I never once was like... I knew she was over 18. I never once was saying that. I just assumed. I should have just did my homework. I should have been smarter. That was my fault. But when you see somebody in a workplace that should be a certain age or represent a certain image, you just kind of go with the flow. So by them finding all this information out, she got relieved from the place. I never saw her again. So all this time goes by. And now, instead of getting to the nitty-gritty of the situation and finding out what really happened, they just went off of her story. They never said her name, never showed her picture on TV, never interviewed her. It was just all about Shane Sparks from ABDC molesting this girl, and I'm just like, y'all are crazy right now. So I've been spending the last five years cleaning up my name, cleaning up my image, and trying to fight for something that's... I'm trying to fight for my life and my integrity over something that I'm not. And the, the thing, the worst thing to me that, it, right, I say about four years, two years ago, the worst thing for me is talking to somebody who I know is doing some sketchy, shady stuff, and I'm trying to convince them that I'm not the way that they think I am. <laughs> like, I, I, I see myself looking at people, and I'm trying to come off a certain way so they won't think of me a certain way because of what's in the media. And I'm like, I was, a, I was like early 20s then. I said, and it wasn't a bad thing. I just didn't know. But this is 15 years later. Like you would think that if I was this crazy crackhead dude doing stupid stuff like that, there would have been a track record of it or it would have been something like, well, he's always doing that. You know what I mean? So it just, it just was a weird situation and I took it with stride. I'm a very strong person. I broke down a few times. I'm not a big crier, but it, it, it hurts when you realize that everything that you sacrificed for years, since I was probably like seven years old, I've been trying to do what I do. I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to get there, but I knew I was gifted with, with talent. And for somebody to come in with one accusation and the media see, the, me, the media helps her destroy everything that I did, when if you look at my track record, all I've been doing was building and creating and making this world a better place. You know what I mean? And, and that's, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like... 
giving great giving great energy. All my energy was up to this, you know. So well, we we have to go to uh, break right now, and I actually do want to talk okay. about this when we get back, because in a lot of cases on both sides, this is an epidemic in Hollywood, and I think it is something that does need to be discussed. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. Thank you again, Scott, for that beautiful music. We are talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and Hollywood. One of the things that everyone's heard a great deal about lately has been the Bill Cosby incident. Let's all face it, everybody in Hollywood knew about that before the public did. That wasn't a secret. On the flip side, one of the things we're talking to the amazing Shane Sparks about is what happens when you get famous and girls pop out of the woodwork. Now, I have, personally, I'm going to say this. Um, There are cases where women are legitimately raped, Cases like Kesha, I know that wasn't a very popular one, but I do know some of the people involved in that, and Kesha was legitimately raped. There are cases like the Bill Cosby case where someone is legitimately raped. Now, when I say this, I am not advocating um, having sex with a minor. I know that there was an issue that uh, Shane Sparks did not know the girl's age. But the reality of the situation is to come forward 15 years later and come out of the woodwork right as somebody gets famous does invalidate cases, especially in Hollywood, where this is an an epidemic, guys. Whether you realize this or not, this is an epidemic in Hollywood. When you have girls come up with bullshit, it invalidates the real stories. I know a lot of actresses that were assaulted and raped by A-list actors. I know men 
that were assaulted and raped by A-list actors. It does happen. And when you have somebody come forward and give a bullshit story, that really takes away from the cases where it's needed. It really yes, it does. does. Yep. Now, so, for you... I'm like, I'm, hmm? Go ahead. I'm going to ask you, you had, uh, an on, you, know, you had some sort of relationship with this woman. Um, at mm-hmm. the time, then she got, you know, fired for stealing and everything else. But I'm going, I'm, I've got to know how, I mean, you were, you were involved with this girl to a degree. Mm-hmm. Do you think she did this at the height? I mean, let's face it. She did this at the height of your career. Was this a publicity stunt? You know what? To this day, I have no idea why she did it because she got nothing from it. You know what I mean? She didn't get no money. She didn't get no celebrity. Like, I still don't know why she did it. And, you know, I'm a type of person, I'm like, give me a reason for you doing it so I can feel like, okay, uh, yeah, I feel you. You know, but there was, like, no reason. It's just like somebody coming in and just blowing up your house just because your house is pretty. And you like, you just killed everything and destroyed everything I had, and you don't have a reason for it. Well, like, I'm, it, just, it just, you know. I'm going to ask Is she still this. out there? Is she still dancing? I mean, what's she? Yeah, she's still out there doing her thing because nobody knows who she is. Nobody, like, they, they never promoted or said anything about her name, no pictures. What's so her name? She's just living a normal life. I'm not going to say I won't nope. say her name because I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, you, know what the, you know what the funny part about it is? I, don't, I still don't thing. wish no harm on her. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, it's I still, still don't wish story bad. Started, so I wouldn't mention her name. It's yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I don't even want to get into all of that. But um, a lot, of course, when a lot of people ask me, did I have to register? And I never had to register. And um, but on um, the um, what do you call it? Uh, Wikipedia. Oh. You know, on the uh, on the Wikipedia, they have me saying that he had to register, and I'm just like, I won't. it's weird how the internet is. Like they'll put something up there negative, and you can't do nothing about it. But all your good stuff just be disappearing <laughs> or it has no power over it. I have, I have 10 years of amazing, amazing stuff. And still, when I point to the Shane Sparks, it shows that me being pulled, um, taken out of my place in handcuffs. And I don't know how that works. You know what I mean? I'm like, all the bad stuff just sits well, right there. It interests people moment. more. It interests there's, people more. Yeah. Yeah, there's an old no, joke so about bad. an old man. There's an old joke about an old man sitting at a bar are just uh, men in misery talks about how you know he's walked a thousand miles but no one calls him john the, the wanderer he's pounded a thousand nails but no one calls him john the carpenter but you have one goat yeah you fuck one sheep i've, I've heard we call it for us it's seamus <laughs> we have the same joke in australia well, it's seamus say it again that's, i was paraphrasing yeah but, but that's that's uh that's the that's what it is it's you do, you know, you make one mistake, and that's what happens. Now, do you yeah, think this has affected crazy. your career? I mean, they say one choice, good or bad, can change everything. You talk about the choice yeah. that brought you to where you are. Do you think that this has affected you? One hundred percent. I went from being one of the most famous dancer choreographers in the world to people say, "Oh no, we don't want him here." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I literally would get phone calls from, and I'm not talking from like bragging and nothing like that. It's just facts. My publicist or my manager or agent will call me every day and say, there's stuff for you to do every day. Like, if we booked you, if we if we could, we could book you every, like, day of your life at one time. It was, like, that crazy. And it went from that to 
you know, people say, oh, no, we don't want him here. Oh, no, we don't know. That's okay. No, uh-uh. And I'm, I'm like, wow. It's like this. If it did happen, it happened 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago now. I said, so I've already been in the dance world and been to your studio, been to your, you know, you've seen me on TV, love me. I've been in your life all these years. Am I going to do something different when I see you this time? Like, you know what I mean? But the fact that I didn't do it, and it, where it's not that type of situation where I'm running around here, like, they made me feel like I run around here looking for girls. And I'm like, you know, and, and one of the things I wanted to do said was like, did you lose your fame? Did you use your popularity to get her? I was like, dude, I just moved out here. Nobody knew me. <laughs> you know, I, I know nobody. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't on TV. I hadn't done anything. I was a, a, a teacher in California that loved doing what I do, and I was a street dancer, so I had no power, you know? So, you know, it wasn't that I used anything. It's just I'm a guy, and if you're attracted to a person, y'all, you know, y'all talking, you know, and whatever happens, you know? But, um, yeah, it had nothing to do with me. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a chop toy auditor. Date me. Come on, man. I don't do that. I never did that when I was. You know what I mean? You, you don't do that, man. You just, I'm a, I'm a, I love my family. I love my, I, have, I grew up with sisters, man. And I have the utmost respect for females and people have no idea how crazy I am about my family and my sisters and my mom. Like, so the last thing I'm going to do is hurt somebody or force somebody or mistreat somebody and, you know, and take something from them. Like that's, it's ridiculous to me. So it's well, like why the do you one think thing that I, if, if she hasn't put her name out there, and she hasn't made the choice to come forward and get anything out of this. I mean, do you have, why do you think she did it? Did you, do you think I she have no idea, she'd get something out of I heard, it? I heard she tried to do something, but her case wasn't strong enough. She tried to come in like, and do something after the fact, but my lawyer was like, her case isn't strong enough. Like the things that she's saying, she's is, is, is starting to look kind of like shaky right now. It don't look too good for her. So the more she keeps pro, like pushing this, the more her credibility is going down. And you know, so it wasn't really at the end of the day, it wasn't really nothing she took it because they had like took most of my money. They had took you know, it took my fame or my my career away. You know what I mean? So it wasn't nothing she was going to get out of this. You know, so I I I don't know what her purpose was, but all I know is. They let her do something to a very, you know, strong person that was really in this industry and in this world trying to change the game. Like, I was really trying to build something for the dancers in this world. But you know what? Enough on that because at the end of the day, this is what I learned. God lets everything happen to you for a reason. And I learned so much. I'm a stronger person, a smarter person, you know, in this, in this industry. And the things that I didn't know, I know now, and now I know how to apply myself to certain situations because I wasn't a businessman then. I had a lot of people handling my business. I wasn't a businessman. Now I'm more of a businessman handling stuff. So, you know, I lost a lot of stuff outside of my career based on letting other people handle things. And now I look back, I'm like, you should have been handling that yourself, Shane. But you get so caught up in your talent and the fame and the money and all the stuff that you're getting and the the fans, like, oh, my God. You get so caught up in that you let other people handle things and then you wake up and you're like, wow, what happened to this? What advice would you give to the people getting into this industry then? What advice would you give to somebody who is getting into this industry, who is making the same choices that you are making? We Mm -hmm. actually have four minutes until we go to break again. But I'm going to ask you very quickly, what advice would you give them? They're coming into this industry. They're letting managers and other people make their decisions for them. Okay, this is what I would say to most of I'll say to most of the guys right now. Do me a favor and be careful of everything that you do right now. 
Because right now, it's what's going to destroy you later. Your decisions that you make right now, if you really have faith in yourself and you know that you're going to be a superstar, look at the things that you're doing. If they're bad or they, might, or they can hurt you in the future, stop doing them because they will come out some way and somewhere when you get to where you want. Because nobody cares about you when you're broke. You can do a million things. There's a lot of broke dudes doing a bunch of crazy stuff right now that the media don't care nothing about. But let him get a hit record out there. Oh, my God. He, you know, he did this when he was 15. And they're like, wow, really? Like, you going to bring that up? You know what I mean? So be careful of the things that you decide to say and do right now, especially the things you put online because it's forever. And because when you get to this, a certain point, it will all come out. And it could take everything that you've been working for away. Well, I think I wish somebody would have told R. Kelly that years ago. Um, Always check IDs. (laughs) Pardon? Always check IDs. Always check IDs. And that's it. And as funny Uh as that sounds, that's something I got to tell you. I was, you know, I was a model. I, from the age of about 12, um, looked like a grown woman and have always pretty Mm -hmm. much looked the same. So, guys, right. you know, and at, at 12, I wouldn't have known what was going on, but you do. You need to make sure that – make sure you're not getting yourself in any trouble because these girls yeah, are I going mean, to chase you and they are going to make these decisions. You need to be making the decisions, not having someone make the decision for you. Exactly. Be smart, fellas. And, you know, I'm going to say that to the girls too. Something you don't realize – there are lots of people in this industry that will take advantage of you. There really are. Um, mm-hmm. My assistant, Alexis, tends to check IDs. She legitimately checks IDs when she's going on dates and she's getting laid and doing her thing. Doesn't matter if they look 30, she checks their IDs. And she's a woman. Mm-hmm. That goes for girls too. Yep. The decisions you make now can haunt you forever, especially if you are in the limelight. Um, well, actually, she not only checks IDs, she also has everyone sign NDAs because, you know, she's a dominatrix in her spare time. But um, <laughs> wow. ser- seriously, that is what my sister does. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what Alexis does. She's sitting in the background waving, hi. <laughs> um, the decisions you make now, all joking aside, will affect you. And I think that's something people mm-hmm. don't take into account. The relationships you build throughout your career, good and bad, the reputation you build makes a difference. If you don't have integrity, people remember it. If you get big and someone can make a buck off of you, they probably will. We are going to go to break, guys. We'll be right back after this with the amazing Shane Sparks and with Paul Michael Boland and myself, Summer Helene. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I am looking fabulous. I actually just got extensions put in by Dow over at David Andrews Salon in Palm Springs. Um, We are talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly in Hollywood. We are talking about... Now, I'm going to say this. Um, I'm going to share an an experience my assistant had. Um, There is... Not a lot of people know this. You hear jokes about the casting couch. You hear, um, you hear those stories, and it's it's a serious allegation. So for somebody to turn around to Shane and ask him the question, "Did you use your celebrity to get this?" Um, it's 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 a really unfair question, and the reason I say that is a lot of people do use their celebrity. A lot of people use their money, they use their power, they use their position. When I first hired Alexis, I had a gentleman corner her in a hotel room. And, you know, his, her thought was she was going to get fired. My thought was I'm going to destroy his business. But mm. there, there is a very dark side to Hollywood. And unfortunately, I think you found it, Shane. I definitely did, man. And I, I just, I'm just thankful that... I was able to learn from it and move on and continue to do things that are amazing and still fulfill what I want to fulfill in this crazy world. You know, like it was, I hated it. It was, it was the worst, but, um, it could have been worse. There's so many things that could have went wrong in that situation. I just happen to have a really, really smart lawyer and a lot of, um, supportive, supportive people. Is that the way supportive people? Supportive people. Supportive people around me. And they, they kept me strong through this whole process because you find out how strong you are as a person when you go through something that takes everything that you've been working for away, you know? And I learned I'm pretty strong, but, yeah, it broke me down a couple of times. 
And um, but I'm stronger than ever now. And the crazy part about it is, I was down for a few years, and it made me use other talents that I had that I didn't, that I never really had that opportunity to use. From editing, writing scripts, writing movies, producing movies, producing music. Like I have all these things that I do now that I didn't really have time to 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 build because I was on the road so much and on the move so much. So now I'm like a quadruple threat, and um, I have to thank her for that. And I, like I said, I'm not. I hate that it happened. I have no ill feelings towards her because whatever's going on in her life that made her do that, that's something that she had to deal with. But to this day, if I saw her, I still wouldn't treat her bad. I still, I would love to know why she did it, and I would love to figure out, you know, like, like what was, what were you thinking? Like, you know what I mean? Because I just remember her being a cool person. I remember her being a sweet girl, and da 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 da. You know, I just remember that. So it still, it still blows my mind that it went to that extent, and she went through all of it with like that intent, like, I'm going to destroy everything you have. And I'm like, what the heck happened for you to feel like that? So, but me, you know, I forgive and forget. I don't forget, but I forgive. And I move on, and there's some amazing, amazing things happening in my life right now. So I don't have no time to dwell on the past. You know, you learn from it and well, what you move are you, on. What are you working from on right now? Okay, right at this moment, I... um. This morning, I'll tell you this. Okay, so I was working on my music stuff, you know, because like, I, I, I was an artist first. I was in a group, and the group woke up. So I know a lot about music and all that good stuff. So I've been working on music on a DL the past two years, okay? So I get an offer for a new show, new TV show called um, The Next to Blow. And it's almost like American Idol. Yeah, it's just like American Idol, but it's for rappers and, and groups, instead of just like solo singers, okay? And so we've been really diligently working. I'm editing stuff right as we speak, working on this show, getting ready to do all the stuff that it takes to make this show hot. Okay, so that's been going on. I created another show. It's a dance show, but it's a dance show that's uh, almost like if you were watching Empire, and Empire was about dance instead of music. It's about these two dance agencies fighting over the dance industry, trying to control the dance industry. So you see all the stuff that we go through as dancers trying to get an agent, not having an agent, how hard it is for us to succeed, the two agents battling against each other, the stuff that they have to do to get this gig and to get that gig. And it's a lot of stuff that the dance world goes through that a lot of people don't know. They think it's just like, you know, you battle, you dance, you get on TV, and you make money. There's a lot of people out here struggling, and there's a lot of people out here succeeding. So I just wanted to show a show that's scripted, very dramatic, very sexy, got a lot of dance in it, and bringing celebrities in that I know from the dance world and from the music world to make this show hotter than ever. So we're working on a pilot of that right now, and, you know, anybody out there interested in taking that show to the next level, let me know, because it's, it's going to be ridiculous. And well, this morning, let, let what me, I was about to say... Let me have a look at both of those shows. That's what uh, I do. I said, let me see both of those shows, because that's what I do. If they're okay, any good, I would definitely, let me have a look at them. If they're terrible, I, I don't would definitely do that. <laughs> it's crazy because I have this gift, man, and um, I don't really produce whack stuff. You know, it might not get seen, but it's pretty good because I, I go off. See, I, I, I produce around. garbage, but mine gets seen. Huh? I said I, I, I don't mind producing garbage, but you know, it gets seen. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm worried about the bottom dollar. So if you got something fantastic, that's a bonus. That right. means I get to put out a good product that makes money. Exactly. Well, let's do it. And one more thing. This morning, I got a call from Universal. 
And um, they were telling me, they was like, we know that you used to sing a little bit back in the day, so we were thinking about, why don't you take over the dance world and the music world with a, with a new single, doing music again? And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yes. I've already got seven, six tracks sent to me today. This conversation happened this morning. And, um, and I told him about, I was already working on music. I've already been recording stuff. So it's one of those things where everything that I wanted to do and been dreaming about doing is all happening the way that it, it's supposed to happen. You know what I mean? And I think my come, huh? It's serendipitous. Exactly. Exactly. And every, and it's happening exactly the way I, w- I wanted it to happen. And it's even better because I was on top. I fell and now I'm coming back, coming back bigger, better and stronger. And once people hear the story that I have to tell and what I went through and, you know, it's going to put a different light in everybody's mind. And I feel like they will appreciate. I'm, a, I'm the guy that don't smoke, don't drink, never did drugs, never was in a gang, never shot a gun, except for at a, at a, a gun range or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't live my life doing things that are going to hurt me or destroy me. I do things that build me and help me and help other people. So for that to happen to me, it was almost like I've been running around trying to do the right thing and they pick one little thing to destroy me. You know what I mean? And I stayed away from everything. But I'm just going to take advantage of the moment and use it to my advantage because, you know, the truth will come out and if you're doing the right thing, you will always come out on top. And I see, I believe that to a degree, but I also believe Hollywood is so corrupt. Um, be, no, be, you, glad you, I'm, be, be glad that I'm not your agent or I would have sold the story, this story already. Wait, say that again? I said, be glad that I'm not your agent or I would have sold this story already. <laughs> um, well. But it is. Hollywood can be a very, very interesting place. And it's, it's mm-hmm. true. As, as a human being, the good people always win. In Hollywood, right, it right, takes... Right, but Hollywood, the bad people win. <laughs> Some, you willing sometimes. to do a lot of crazy stuff, you can do a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. I might be living proof of that. But um, <laughs> there, there, is, there, is, there is still a place now. Um, all joking aside, there, there is a place mm-hmm. in Hollywood for the good people. And what I mean by that is the actors at work are the actors that are easy to work with. In the end, mm-hmm. nobody wants to work with people they don't like. Because it's a lot of hours and a right. lot of work. Nobody wants to deal with people they don't like and that are going to be difficult. I mean, we dealt with a woman today that was an absolute nightmare. Um, and we'll be talking about that on next week's show, actually. Yes, Alexis wow, has, okay. and Alexis has some to say about that. Um, now, I'm going to ask you, Shane, <laughs> we've got about four minutes to a break. And then when we get back, uh, we are going to kind of get into some hardball questions. You got into this industry... You've, you've, you've been up, you've been down, you've been upside down because of this industry. Is it worth it? You know what? I would say yes. Why? Because I, because I do what I love to do every day. You know, and I just feel like if I was working a nine to five, if I was doing anything else, there would be things that would be up and down for me that I would have to deal with. The only thing that would be worse is I would be doing something I probably don't want to do with these other people or with these other companies. With this industry, if you if you are talented and you're genuinely talented, no matter how many times you get knocked down, you could get back up and I will work twenty four hours a day doing something that I love as opposed to working for somebody nine, you know, you nine hate. to five, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So it's, it's definitely worth it. I'm going to do this to the day I die. And I know that 
I will die doing this no matter what because there's nothing else that I want to do but entertain, change lives, and perform. You know what I mean? That's it. And be creative. Got to be better than Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> All right, guys, we have about three minutes to break. I'm going to actually cut this early, and we're going to go to break just a few minutes early so we can finish out the show. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with the amazing Shane Sparks and my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. We are talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly in Hollywood, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about how to get famous, how to get seen, and how to get your foot in the door. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show every week for enlightening, provocative, real conversations, advice, and tips that you can use to improve your life. If you feel overwhelmed, confused, stressed, or lost in the cycle of life, this is the show for you. Dr. Gladney and her guests will help you repair, manage, and create an amazing life. No topic is off limits and is discussed with real solutions on our show. That's the Dr. Gladney Radio Show, live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. I'm coming to you from sunny Palm Springs, California. Pretty soon, I'm going to be in Sedona, Arizona. And while I'm down there, I'm going to hit the Sedona Floats Bar. If you guys get a chance, check that out. It is a lot, lot, lot of fun. Alexis, stop texting me. Alexis wants me to mention Griggs Vacuums. You're welcome, Alexis. (laughs) My assistant wants me to tell you about Griggs Vacuums. Griggs Vacuums is a vacuum store owned by Alexis's grandfather who has gotten more free publicity than any person on the planet because Alexis writes my list of people to thank. Whoever made me pretty this week, I say thank you to or wherever I had some fun. And apparently every week, that's Griggs Vacuums. Guys, I'm going to ask you, if you want to win some free stuff, we're going to be doing giveaways, uh, rides at Off-Road Rentals, free Smashbox makeup, all kinds of stuff. Um, Write in on Behind the Scenes on Facebook and answer the question, what was the name of the movie? Or the who, who sang the song or what music video 
was Shane Sparks first featured in by Brandy. Now, we all know Brandy. I said this at the beginning of the show. Brandy's brother, Ray J, screwed Kim Kardashian. That's how Ray J, that's, that's how he's known. Unfortunately, now that's how she's known in pop culture. But she's actually an awesome artist. So if you get a chance, listen to some of her stuff. Write in on Behind the Scenes on Facebook or Summer Helene on Facebook. Tell me what the name of that video is, and I'll send you a whole bunch of free shit. Welcome back to the show, guys. Wow. <laughs> yep. All right, Paul, I'm going to ask Shane a few questions since I haven't given you a word in edgewise. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I do want to say I'm not harking on Cincinnati. I'm just from a definitely a city that's worse than Cincinnati. So, you know, Where Detroit you being going to do. Detroit. <laughs> that's definitely worse. You win. Actually, the composer for the music of this show is also from Detroit. Same thing. I, I, I don't know how you guys live there. Is, is Detroit even still a city? I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, so I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> it's kind of a city, but, you know, like I say, it's a great place to be from. You know, you get street cred without actually deserving it. You know, like I said during the break, I'm not street. I'm completely sidewalk. Your sidewalk. Okay. <laughs> I like that. All right, so um, Paul's going to talk to you for a couple of minutes, Shane, and, I mean, he's going to ask you questions on how to get famous. Okay. So that would be, yeah. Yeah, so what, what, would you, what would be your advice to somebody, ju- I mean, just getting out here, especially in the dance world? Because I know nothing about it. Right, right, right. Well, there's a few things I want these dancers to know. First, try to be as talented as you can in the dance world. Like, when I moved out here, I was a street dancer, and that was really about it. Nowadays, you need to have lyrical, contemporary, um, ballet, hip-hop, um, different styles of hip-hop. You know what I mean? I want y'all, y'all need to take advantage of YouTube, take advantage of these um, dance conventions like the Pulse and Monsters of Hip-Hop, and I just started a new one called Beat to Beat. You need to get used to going to these companies, to these places, and learning all these different styles because nowadays when you, enter, when you get into an audition out here, they want you to be able to do everything now. And if you don't have no contemporary in you, you probably won't book a lot of jobs. If you don't have no hip hop in you, you won't you won't get a lot of jobs. So make sure that you study your butt off and all of really? the styles. And say what's up? I say all I know is ballet. I'm fucked. Yeah, so you've, you've, you've <laughs> never danced. You've never worked. No, I'm yeah, never working. My my mum was California State <laughs> Dance Champion, and she was you know spectacular. But she tried to teach me hip hop. I guess I should have listened. Yeah, I can't yeah, even do the white man's overbite, so I'm just not going to be. Yeah. So, Great, Paul's you know, still on the side doing the running man. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, no, okay, and another thing too. Seriously, um, I need these dancers to understand. This is anybody trying to get in the industry. Know who you are before you get out here. That's the best thing you can do. Try to figure out who you are as a person and what talents you have and what you have to offer because people who are lost when they come out here, they get raised by Hollywood. And that's why a lot of them fall because they don't have no guidance. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, kind of you know, with parents, make sure you, like, really, really instill some good morals in your kid and let them know that, you know, this place is, you know, like they say, what shine, all that shines is not, what is it? All that all shine, shine is all good. the glitters is isn't gold. Hollywood is not gold. Is, it is isn't gold. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. Trust I'm I'm so pretty sure the blade of a knife. A lot of the times, a lot of things that y'all see on TV, it's action, say your lines, and cut. And when that cut happens, it's a totally different situation going on behind the scenes. So be prepared to be shocked, and be prepared, you know, to be the best that you can be, and know who you are as a person. Because when you know that, when people ask you to do stupid stuff, you'll be like, you'll be more prepared for it. But if you're lost when you get out here and you're just running away from stuff, you will find yourself 
doing crazy stuff now, and then you'll get famous five years later, and then all come back on you. And you'll be like, oh, why did I do that? Because you didn't have no faith in your skill, you didn't know who you was. So that's and the that, best advice that I can give you. That's actually really good advice. One of the, uh, and I, I, usually I have some witty quip. I don't even have a witty quip to that. It's the truth. When the cameras aren't rolling, Hollywood is a very, very different place. I was very blessed. Yeah. I've had my mother who spent, you know, when I was forever following me around screaming, jailbait. I was 20. She's still trying to convince everyone I'm un- underage to stay away from me. <laughs> wow. um, but it, it's true. It's a very different place when the cameras aren't rolling and it's very different people. And some of the greatest people you'll ever meet in your life come from this industry and some of the most predatory. Mm-hmm. It really depends yep. on who you align yourself with. Exactly. It, like ever since that stuff happened to me, I don't even go out as much no more. If I'm not doing something that's industry oriented or somebody invite me to something, I, I, I have no time to be out hanging and, you know, just chilling with people. I don't, I don't do that. I'm like see, either working or, you know, or working, you know what I mean? Like, I'm playing video it. games, you know? Like, and, okay. and that does make a difference. Shane, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being on this show. Thank you for sharing your expertise with us. Guys, please take what Shane is saying to heart. The amazing Shane Sparks has given us a really, I mean, wonderful, wonderful advice here. You do need to be careful of the choices you make. They are going to follow you forever. Mm-hmm. Check, ID. so, check, check IDs. Check yep. IDs. And as funny as that sounds, <laughs> check IDs. You never know. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, the, you never know. People get cast in all kinds of places. Mm-hmm. They may be older, younger than you think. But whatever decisions you make today, we'll follow you tomorrow. We have about four minutes exactly. to close, guys. I'm going to be tonight, I'm going to an auction at the Exchange in Palm Desert, California. Tomorrow, we're going to be over at the Saboba Casino watching the Gladiator Challenge. It's a wonderful MMA fight. There's something fabulous about those boys in shorts wrestling. Nothing gay about that at all. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Palm Springs is my opponent. I'm actually a huge supporter of the LGBT community and I still don't understand why they haven't stuck an LGBT label on MMA because that really is a gay sport. Yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll do that later (laughs) on. They're completely unaware of it. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They don't realize. Okay, to all my LGBT friends out there, I've always been a big supporter. you got to tell me what you think. Do we just need to, I mean, get these guys back to reality and stick a label on MMA here? I mean, am am I the only one seeing this? Even the weigh-in is the gayest moment in sports. It's two guys face-to-face. Like, face-to-face. They're two, they are literally an inch from making out. Yeah. Am I the only one saying this? <laughs> no, if you, if you turn off the picture and just listen to the sound, it's hard to say, is this a fight or gay porn? That's a wow, fight. Wow, wow. <laughs> and uh, I've I, I got to give you that one. I've never done that, Paul, but I'm going to have to give that a try. Alexis, tomorrow at the casino, cover my eyes. I just want to hear what's going on. <laughs> I just saw Alexis. <laughs> It's, it's the thing. You, you just know. want to see what's going on. Alex wants to watch. <laughs> She's, if it was gay porn, she would be watching. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh-huh. So now that we've taken... We're more and more about Alexis today, aren't we? <laughs> Wait, are you kidding? We always pick on Alexis. She controls my life. I'm, if I'm too mean to her, though, she, she hides stuff. She goes through my house and hides <laughs> stuff. It's like having an evil troll boyfriend. He knows where everything is and he can hide under stuff. 
Um, So if you get a chance, go to the Suburba Casino and check that out. Shane, what are you working on right now, mate? Well, right now, like I was saying earlier, I'm just working on this music, working to get this, this new show out about, you know, the next blow. And we're looking for singers that are out there that are in these small cities that didn't get a chance to audition. So you think, I mean, for America's Best, what the hell? Um, American, then, um, Idol. American Idol. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> when you get a chance, but, um, check out what Shane Sparks is doing. You are going to love this show. He is one of the most talented dancers in the world, one of the best known. Absolutely incredible. Check out Shane Sparks. Check out everything he's doing because he will blow you away. Um, and I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm not talking about Paul because you know he's from Detroit, and I'm pretty sure he's got a gun. Paul, thank you for being on the show. I'm now making fun of Detroit. What is wrong with me, Alexis? See what happens when you don't let me sleep in three days. You'll call. <laughs> We're going to call my publicist and get my mouth under control, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, everything you do follows you you are in the internet age lucky for me i got my teen years out of the way before there was facebook you didn't be careful beautiful i know (laughs) all right well um good luck everybody out there do what you love love what you do love talking to you man paul we'll see you next week on behind the scenes shane that was fun we'll have you join us again guys thank you for joining us out there and when you get a chance jump on behind the scenes tell us the first music video that Shane Sparks was featured in by Brandy and you can win a whole bunch of free stuff. I'm Summer Helene and this is Behind the Scenes. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.